Man, I love that. That is so good. That's so good that we're able to worship together. And well done, tech team and Michael and musicians. That is awesome to have that worship music all together. We're going to move into a time into the Word and, and some consideration of, our, of uh, the new things that are ahead of us. Who knows how long we're going to be doing church like this, gang, but uh, we're on our way and we're not going to let it stop us. Jesus said, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And so here we go. We're going to keep going forward. And we're going to do a new series. This is called uh, Digging In. And um, it's an in-depth look at uh, Romans uh, chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Digging In is kind of a brand that we've done before. It's, it's you know, and the idea is, yeah, we're going to dig deep. We're going to take a chunk of, pass- uh, t- chunk of scripture, a passage, and we're going to go through it uh, slowly, carefully, look really carefully and closely at all the different words that are there. And uh, we, I'm so stoked about this text, this Romans 5 text. Ben and I knew that we needed to dig in and get some time in the Word and, uh, you know, just decide we're not going to do just short 15-minute sermons that are, you know, one or two easy points, but we're going to have to start studying the Scriptures if we're going to be doing this together. And so um, this verse came to mind for Ben over a couple of days. It felt like the Lord was in it. I fully, I asked Jesus, he goes, "Uh, yeah, do that one. So here we go. Romans 5 over the next uh, several weeks, and our preaching team will bring it to you. Um, the last time that we looked at this text, Romans 5, 1 through uh, 15, was not too long ago. It was four and a half months ago. It was part of a sermon that we did during Advent and um, the first Sunday in Advent. And I was all stoked about this text. And um, I was so stoked about it and about you like learning it and knowing it. And uh, I want you to check this out because here's a clip of me from two weeks later on December 15th. And um, I was describing something that's surprising and, and, and cool, a turn of events that happened regarding this passage and all my enthusiasm about it uh, and one of our middle school students. So check out this video from December 15th. We're going to be in the Word. I want, I'd love to have you grab your Bible. I'd love to, if you uh, have a, uh, didn't bring one, grab one from underneath the chair in front of you. Turn to Luke chapter 2 because we're going to be right in that Christmas text. It's super sweet to be in the Christmas text. And I have a lot of scripture again this morning. I'm sorry. I try, I'm trying to narrow it down, trying to do that. I can't do that. But I know over the last couple of weeks, I've been that guy. I've been that guy that's like, I'm sorry, but I have all this scripture. But I go, but I've said, and did you hear me like two weeks ago? And then I repeated it a couple of, or three weeks ago when I preached. And then two weeks ago when I preached again, I, I was saying things like, oh man, <clears throat> we don't have time to go into this text, but if you go study it on your own, I'm like, I'll give you a hundred dollars. You remember me saying that? <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, so I kind of said it one too many times. I was two weeks ago, I, was, I uh, brought you to a passage in uh, Romans chapter five, as we're talking about hope. And it's that passage, therefore, since we've been justified by uh, faith uh, through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And it's this really cool kind of complex passage that I probably just mangled a little bit right there. But anyway, um, I was like, you, you, if you memorize this passage, I will give you $100. Like that is just, and it was another you know, thing. Well, so everyone uh, in the room knew, A, that I don't have $100. And B, that uh, I was joking, except for um, Matisse Buckley, who's 13 years old. And uh, I don't think Matisse is here this hour, but last hour he was, he was here. So he last week interrupted me during the Explorers course, came into our Explorers course and uh, interrupted us and is like, so you got the $100 because I got the passage memorized. <laughs> I'm like, I just, yes, I do. I'll pay you. And uh, so he came up here last hour and uh, 
And he said, I said, well, I'll give you the $100 if you come up front and so we can celebrate that as a church. And he's like, okay, but promise me I don't have to speak out loud because he goes, I think I might just die. And I'm like, okay, I won't, I promise you. So he came up here and I was, and I said, uh, I didn't have a mic or anything. And he's like, I'm ready. And he did, he busted out, he nailed the thing word for word. Uh, Romans 5, one through five, did the whole thing and I counted out the 20s and gave him his 100 bucks. When I say that kind of stuff, church, Okay, I'm just joking. I'll tell you what, I got no, a small amount of, uh, of feedback around, can I get a hundred bucks too, around that thing. And, uh, and, and from my wife, you got to stop making promises that our bank can't uh, keep up with. But um, so here's what we thought we would do just for fun too. We thought we would, uh, we asked Shelly, our director of middle school ministry to Zoom Matisse this week and chat with him about it to hear the story from his side. So why? Why would we do that? Because we want to, A, we want to highlight that God is at work in our students and our student ministry. And because we want you to maybe be inspired to engage with the text as we go through this or ready, or maybe memorize it. I'll give everybody a, no, I won't. Maybe memorize this text, these five verses over the next seven weeks, even starting with what we have tonight. And we wanted you to see this because we wanted Matisse to have the honor of reading the sermon text for us, over us, even quoting it um, as we come to God's word. So check out this sweet video of God at work in our church. Hey, everyone. It is Shelly Zulsdorf here, the middle school director at Marine Covenant Church. And with me, I have Matisse Buckley. Matisse, can you give a little wave? Hi, Shelly. There he is. And we have him here because, as Jeff mentioned, back in December, he gave a challenge to whoever could uh, memorize it, he would give $100 to. And Matisse took him up on that challenge. And so we are here um, to talk a little bit about Matisse's experience about that. And first off, Matisse, uh, I would just love to know what motivated you to take Jeff up on this challenge. My brother and I have been doing like all of Jeff's challenges for like a couple years since I was like in sixth grade. Uh, and then um, last summer, my brother completed um, one on taking notes in, um, in service and he got Sundays. So so now I, I had to, um, I wanted to do one now because I, I, my brother did it. So I definitely can. And I, I saw um, this one and it was only five verses. And I'm like, I, I can do this. That's, that's really what motivated me. Wait, that's amazing. So what I'm learning is Jeff puts out a ton of challenges all the time. Is that, is that about? Oh, yeah. But, he stopped. He stopped. Definitely. After he gave you a hundred dollars, he stopped. Yeah. I love, I love that. It's Jeff's thing. Jeff loves to give out challenges and he gave your brother, um, an ice cream Sunday. It sounds like, and then you got the hundred bucks totally worth it. I love that. Okay. So Matisse, so you, you memorized it. You went into the explorers class and you did it for Jeff the following week. And then Jeff had you come up on stage. Now, Matisse, I've known you for almost three years now. And getting up on stage is not your favorite thing. Uh, and I remember you, you sharing a little bit before you had to share 
um, in front of everybody, but I would love for you to just share with everyone sort of how were you feeling in that moment in front of everybody reciting this memorized passage of, of Romans? Uh, it was, it was very nerve wracking. And, um, I was like shaking that whole morning. And, um, on top of that, I, I was practicing it cause I wanted to say it in front of everyone, but, uh, that would have been like a surprise for Jeff and I couldn't find him before service. So I had to tell him wh- while I was on stage. So that was really stressful. Like I see everyone and then I had a choice, like I could say it and like tell him or I couldn't and I'd still get the same reward and it would be way easier. Mm-hmm. So that was really hard for me to choose that. Yeah. And so, so you're all nervous, but then you felt like you had to do it in order to fully uh, earn the $100. You're like, I need to do it actually in front of everybody. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. That was probably one of the best Sundays to see you up there. Um, see you facing your fears um, and overcoming a challenge like that to memorize scripture and then do it in front of everybody, I think is so brave. So I think the million dollar question that everybody wants to know is what did you spend your hundred dollars on? Well, um, some of, some of it, I, I put in my bank account and, um, (laughs) my, my, like savings, you know? Yeah. And then, um, uh, other, others of it, I, I spent on board games and, um, Magic the Gathering, which is what I play with all my friends at school. I love that. So you spent a little bit on fun, and then you're being smart with your money and put some away. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Well, Matisse, thanks for sharing your experience. I was wondering if you could recite one more time, since we're studying this passage uh, this morning, if you would uh, share God's word with us this morning. Can you do it again? Okay, sure. Okay. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. For we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us for... God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. Yes! So good. Well, let's continue on this morning as Jeff uh, uh, preaches from this passage of Romans 5, 1 through 5. Uh, so thank you, Matisse, for sharing. Um, you are just the best. Man, is that cool? Give him the give him give him the applause, gang, on your uh, on your Zoom camera. That is incredible. I, we loved that he did that. I, you know, I loved it uh, because I felt like um, that's what we hope for: is that we're going to engage in the text whenever we come to God's Word, and uh, and to have a middle school student uh, school us in how to do that is awesome. So we hope that you guys are going to engage with this text as we go forward. I'm just going to look at the first couple verses this morning in uh, Romans 5, or the first maybe verse and a half. And so I'd love to you to grab your Bibles. We had sent out uh, a, an uh, encouragement for you to get your paper Bibles and have them in front of you in case 
what you usually use is your electronic one, which is maybe what's casting onto your screen or, um, and then I also, we also sent out a PDF in case that was easy for you to download and print and have it right in front of you. So would you grab your Bibles and turn to Romans chapter five and let's just look at the first couple of verses and make a couple of points. Um, and by the way, welcome those of you who were locked out of our meeting. Uh, somehow our membership reverted to a less uh, robust membership automatically, and uh, we don't know how that happened. And we limited it this morning's numbers to uh, 300 families. And, um, and man, Wiz Tech team behind the scenes while things were happening got that changed and fixed. And so welcome those of you that are, uh, got on after being stuck. Thanks for trying again. Um, and Lord, would you just bring some of those other folks back who tried and couldn't get on? That'd be awesome. Well, you got it. You got the text in front of you. Let's look at Romans uh, 5 uh, verses. Um, it's just starting in verse 1. It starts out by saying, therefore, and this is what Matisse just quoted, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's just stop there. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God. In fact, maybe you're going to need to say it with me just to begin it. It's just, we're starting the word with therefore, okay? Therefore, everybody goes, therefore. And by the way, when you study the Bible and you see the word therefore, you got to ask one question. Does anybody know what it is? It's, what is the therefore? Therefore. What's the therefore, therefore? We got to look back and we're going to go back and see what the therefore is therefore. But therefore, since we've been justified through faith, since, therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God. All right, everybody try to say that with me. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have what? Peace with God. That's the beginning of this text that we're going to look at this morning. The therefore is there because, and I want to say it's a post-Easter therefore, you guys. We're now in the post-Easter season. It is the, it's post-Easter life is a justified life, this word that we're going to look at. This is a little theological, and I'm going to really beg your indulgence. We're going to dig a little bit deep into some of these words, and we can't miss it if we're going to get all the richness out of the next six weeks uh, that is in this text if we don't kind of get our minds around it. So look at, if you get your Bibles in front of you, great. If you need another cup of coffee, quick, go get it. That sounds great. If you need to wake up or sit up or get out of bed, some of you that got your video turned off, let's do it. Let's engage with this text. This is about justification. The therefore is there and it's referring just even just to the, the verse right before it. Look at verse 25 of chapter four, right before the, the verse that we read. And it, it uh, oh, I lost my page already. So I'll give you a chance to, to get there if you haven't already opened your Bible. Verse 25 of chapter four. He, this is Jesus, was delivered over to death. That's, this is the, Passion Week we just went through, right? He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. You see, the therefore is talking about, this, is a, this verse is a culmination of a treatise in Romans all on us uh, finding our righteousness, meaning being right with God coming through faith. It's all about coming to God through faith and God making us right with him. This is what the cross did. This is the meaning of Christianity. Would you look back even a couple verses, this, a couple chapters? This goes back into to Romans chapter 3. Look at verse 3, 21 and following. And I'm not kidding. This passage, we, I mean, this is a little sermonette we got going here, and I don't have time to dig into this, but I, this is worth 100 bucks if you go read this passage and dig in deep, okay? Matisse, I'm just kidding. That's just a joke. It's hyperbole, okay? 
Verse 21 of, of Romans chapter three, but now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile for look at all have sinned. It doesn't say, look at, that was me. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. Now listen, I know how difficult it is to capture all of those words, but you gotta go back and study that text and look at it. But this is what our text is saying. We have been justified through faith. Jesus was the sacrifice and through his shedding of the blood on the cross, we've been made right with God. So look at this is, you got to go study it again, but look at here's the main point that I want to, uh, first of two main points I want to make this morning. One, that justified means we are reconciled with God. Justified means we are reconciled with God. If you're wondering what that word means, you just leave that, that slide up there, Daryl, for a minute. Justified means we are being reconciled with God. Now, that's a forensic term, you guys. It's the opposite of another forensic term called condemnation. And what I want you to know about this term is that this is, a, this is a legal term. And what it means is that all of the claims of the law are satisfied. In other words, all you've satisfied, you've been reconciled with God and everything is made right. Now, this is not the law was relaxed or, or set aside like, okay, we won't apply it to you. That's actually... I mean, that's forgiveness, that's sweet, that's, but it is, our justification is more than the law being relaxed. Our justification is more than the law, um, uh, than, than forgiveness being given to a person who is not righteous. It's more than that. Our uh, justification is about not us not having righteousness, but we're forgiven. It's God giving us righteousness, perfection, and it's the perfection of Christ. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that an amazing concept? I mean, when we for shorthand talk about the good news that we're just forgiven, we're sort of short-circuiting that reality, gang. We're not just forgiven and we're not righteous, but God's looking the other way. He's like, no, you are righteous and it is what I see. I have justified you because of Christ. I've given you Jesus's righteousness. Now, this is about a couple of things. This means a couple of things. One is that it means there's no debt left on our account. Can I, can I make you uh, turn to another passage with me that uh, I, re you, I really don't want you to miss? It's in Colossians chapter one. So turn to the right in your Bible, a few pages, the book of Colossians. It's like four, five, five, six books to the right. Colossians chapter one. Listen to what I said about the fact that this is like, there's no debt. There's nothing left on our account. Our account is now clear with God. Remember I said justified means we are reconciled with God. Look at Colossians chapter one. Let's do verse um, 21 and following. It says, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. This is that picture of us being separated from God because of the sin in our lives. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, verse 22, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you, what? Do you see it? 
Are you reading your Bible with me? To present you holy in his sight, without blemish, free from accusation. Accusation. Is that crazy? It's as if we have now nothing on account. The stuff that kept us from God, our, our enmity, we were enemies from him, we were separate from him, we were alienated from him. Those are all the verses, the words that the scriptures use. We were separated from God and all of that has gone away and we are holy in his sight. We've been reconciled with God. That's a post-Easter message. We've been reconciled with God. That's what justified means. And it's not just about there's nothing left on our account. There's also a relationship piece there, right? Peace. That was, that was a, a pun not intended. Because the scripture is, therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace. You see, once we're alienated, but no longer, we're now connected. We're now restored. We're now made right with God. In fact, there's a, there's a verse, uh, Right in front of the Colossians passage we read, verse 19 of Colossians 1 says, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, that's Jesus, verse 20, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So justified means we're reconciled with God. Our account is clear. There's righteousness now that's there as opposed to um, any accusation or any separation. And we've made peace. We're connected and made right with God through his blood. That's what justified means. We're reconciled with God. And so if we're reconciled with God, then reconciliation or being reconciled means, and this is my second point here, means that we have full access to God. Okay, first point was justification. Justified means we're reconciled with God. But reconciled means we have full access to God. You read the text again in Romans 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. We've gained access. We are now in the presence of God. That is a post-Easter message in a big way because do you remember something about that Easter message about the curtain in the temple? Let me explain that again. When the tabernacle was built in the desert, that was a temporary temple for God's people where they would worship him. And one of the things they built in there was, and you find this in Exodus uh, 25, you find it in Leviticus 16. There's a whole bunch of stuff about this tabernacle, this, this temporary temple. And then later when the temple that Herod built was existing there in Jerusalem, the grand temple. God had said, you build this temple and make a sanctuary for me and I'm going to dwell among you. And part of this tabernacle or this temple had a holy place where they did all the sacrifices. And then it had the most holy place, which was the place where the Ark of the Covenant was, where they had the Ten Commandments, where they had the, um, uh, some manna that was saved. They had something from Aaron. They, they had this, a few memories that this was God's story. And they had this most holy place. And God said, over that place, put on an atonement cover over this chest where these things were held. And he said, and I will dwell there that's my going to be the place where I actually dwell. And they, they said it was the throne of God in that place. And this most holy place was separated from the holy place by a curtain, by a heavy um, uh, veil. 
And no one could go in it. Why? Because God was so holy. God was setting up this picture to say, look, you can go out in the courtyard and you can make sacrifices and I'll meet you there in a way. And you can go to the holy place and you can do these rituals and I'll meet you there in a way. But the holy of holies, like really true free access, well, that's not going to come, at least not for a while, not until there's atonement that covers it. And this is good. You got to read this stuff. It's in in Exodus 25, Leviticus 16. And the only person who could go in there was the high priest. And he could only go in there once a year after offering all of the sacrifices appropriate. And there he would make atonement for his people. It was a symbol that one day there would be atonement for all people at all time, that Jesus would be the answer. So there's this curtain that separates it. And God said, look, I'm trying to deal with you sinful people, but nobody can come into my presence like that. In fact, the Jewish tradition is, is that when the high priest would go, they would tie a rope around his waist, put bells on him so that when he went in there, if he didn't do everything exactly right, and God struck him dead because of God's magnificent holiness, they could pull out his body with the, the rope. When Jesus died on the cross, remember it said that he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Which was the moment that Jesus experienced taking on all of our sin. And then it said, And the curtain of the temple was torn completely in two. All right, now that gives me chills. And I've been preaching this text for 30 years. Listen, the curtain of the temple was torn in two. The curtain that blocked off people from the very true, real presence of God was torn in half the moment Jesus died. And now the scriptures say from Hebrews chapter 10, you can go look at it, Hebrews 10, we have confidence to enter the most holy place and draw near to God with sincere hearts and full assurance. We have confidence to enter into the presence of God. Confidence to enter into the most holy of holies. Can you imagine from the Jewish ears to hear that because of Christ, you can run into the very presence of God, into the throne room of God, and not only be unafraid, be fully assured that you're not going to be struck dead because Jesus's righteousness has been given to you, but you can run up and scamper onto the, the, the lap of our heavenly father. Is that craziness? That's what this text is teaching. This is the post-Easter message that since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've gained access by faith into this grace, into this presence. That's what the text is saying, that we have reconciled means we have full access to God. Now listen, we're going to just give you three minutes to, to reflect on this. And there's a discussion question that's going to come up on the screen. And the discussion question is also in the PDF we sent you. And I want you just to be reflecting, journaling. And if you are in a room with other people, uh, lucky you, you, you can even discuss this. But if you were to enter this throne room of God and you saw the Father and the Son waiting for you, what would that moment be like? Look at those things on the screen. We've got a countdown. Reflect. Be quiet. Process this truth before I finish up. Thanks for doing that. I mean, we're going to try to engage ourselves with the text if we're going to be doing worship like this. And so um, I hope that was a nice, quiet moment for you. I was actually, (laughs) I've been studying this text all week. 
And I was actually deeply moved to just write down some of my own thoughts about what that might be like. I hope you continue reflecting on that. So let me just wrap it up, friends. Romans 5 is post-Easter to us because it's about justification. Justified means we're reconciled with God. Reconciled means we have full access to God. And let me leave you with this. And access means that's where you get to live. Access means that's where you live. That's where you're living. That's what, where you get to stay. The text says that we've gained access by faith into this grace in which we now what? Stand. This is where we stay. This is what we're rooted in. This is how we, we go forward. I love that picture that, that was on your screen, that picture from Hitch. It's such a, maybe my all-time favorite scene of any movie where Will Smith teaches Kevin James how to dance. And he does that thing where he says, this is where you live right here. Stop getting crazy. Stop thinking it's more than this. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't bring all of your wisdom into the deal right here. This is where you live right here. That's what our text says. This is the grace in which you now stand. Friends, that's good news that this is where you get to stay. Your situation with God does not change. You have been given righteousness and your sin has been taken away and you have peace with God. That's your truth. Live in it. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't keep leaving. Don't go out thinking you got to please God. Don't go out thinking you're on your own. Don't believe in the enemy's lies that you got to figure out life without God because he's no help. Apparently, he's let you down again. No, you stand in his grace in the very access presence of God. You may run away, you may scamper off out of shame, out of fear, out of, out of anxiety of wanting to do something else than just walk with God. You may think you don't deserve his love because you continue to turn away from it, all of those things. But let me exhort you, this is where you live, this is where you stand, so come back. And you can come back anytime. You can come back all the time, hourly, daily. Oh God, let me reorient myself I stand in your grace and I'm under no accusation anymore. I'm clean because of what Jesus has done. Justified, reconciled, access. Here I am. I come back again. And maybe you even need to do that this morning. As we launch into our post-Easter life, let's launch in to the very presence of God and walk with him in this next season and see what the rest of this text opens up for us. So let me pray for you as we go into concluding our worship. You have given us access, Jesus, and we enter into it. And I pray on behalf of my friends this morning, who even today is another opportunity for them to come back right into the throne room and gather themselves up onto your lap and say, God, I don't know where I've been or what I've been doing, but I've been living in my own shame and I've been living far away from you and neither one is necessary. I return to you, God, with my whole heart. Church, if that's your prayer, pray that in your heart as I pray it. I return to you, God, with my whole heart. I want to be engaged with you again. Thank you for the righteousness of Christ that you've put on me and that you see me now holy. I want to live with you and walk with you and be led by you and live nothing short of that again. Thank you for your reconciliation. Thank you for your justification. Thank you for access. I love you and worship you in the name of Christ who has brought it all about. And all God's people said, amen.